0: Thank you. Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is the Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Torward, Matthew Sanderson, and edited by Mike Mason, and it's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode eight. Now for the recap.
1: You're listening to WITV Radio.
0: Thank you So the four of them uh-huh. CEOs, for many hours to attend to the As they flew over the forests of Warfield, you know, everything seemed to be going smooth.
2: Then something began flying towards the airplane, something that looked like large flying men with horns. The aircraft was attacked and pummeled, and as the passengers rallied for what to do, a clawed hand smashed into the top windshield and ripped the pilot and co pilot from their seats. Stunned and shocked, our heroes. Luck could save them from other disaster.
0: Would the flying beast tear the airplane apart? Would Max? So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew?
1: Right. As we left it, you are assaulted in the plane. Well, the plane has been assaulted by these faceless, black-winged, demonic figures coming from the sky over the, mo- over the mountain. Uh, we'll descend pretty much straight into combat
3: rounds.
0: Yeah, they're gigantic bats of some sort. you got to shoot them.
3: Oh, I, have you, you haven't seen them yet, Adi. Come look.
0: I, I just looked out the window when you screamed.
3: <laughs> no, you've also seen the pilot and co-pilot
1: having rip, uh, been ripped out of the cockpit by two of these things as
3: well. So have, have Johnny and right, Adi need a fine. sand check for seeing these things?
1: I think they will now.
0: I'm actually flying the plane.
1: Ah, okay, uh, if you're running up towards the uh, towards the cockpit, that's your, uh, that's your action for this round. Well, uh, I'll be asking for a uh, pilot check in that case to try and bring this uh, the plane out of the nose dive.
0: Uh, twenty-seven out of twenty-five. So I'll I'll spend two luck.
1: Okay, in which case the plane's only it's only one round into the dive, so it's fairly easy to pull it back up. So you can bring it you can bring it up level. So at least you're not descending. But as you're holding onto the controls, you can feel that something isn't quite right. Okay. Uh,
0: I'm also feeling a blast of wind, right? Because...
1: <laughs> that too, there's, no, there's no windscreen in front of you. Alright, <laughs> in which case we next up
0: have... Ah, that's better. We have
1: Angel.
2: What do you wish to do? I'll go up and see if there's anything I can do to help, to help Adi in the front. And I passed the sand check that was called for.
1: Pretty good. So that's, it's a zero point loss if you succeed. So no issues on that front. Just, yeah, just, there's definitely a breeze up here.
0: Just keep an eye out for those monkey bats or whatever the hell they are, and shoot them if they try to get me out of this cabin.
2: Do I see any? Do I see them flying around here?
1: You see two of them, uh, and carrying the uh, the struggling bodies of the uh, the pilot and co-pilot. It's it's an odd. Spectacle as they're pulling, but as they're pulling away, still flapping their wings, this long tail with this evidently very sharp barb comes up from beneath them. And then, if, if anything, if you were to put a single word to it, it's almost like they're tickling them with these mm. barbs. It, it doesn't have the impression like a bird of prey or some like a pterodactyl, it's not that like, they've picked them up and they're starting to peck away at them or rip them apart. No, they're just carrying these four two guys off and tickling them. Hmm.
2: You Could see you that have... blinking
0: button now? Could you hit that blinking button right there?
2: That's one. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that's the one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Ah, that gives me a little bit of
1: control. All right, next up we have actually them on 65. So uh, Gerhardt and Connor, uh, you here, scratching and moving around on both the top and the bottom of the hull on the outside of the plane. and then this almighty screech as something starts cutting the metal above you, you can see this, uh, this barb acting like a very quick saw cutting its way through the outer, uh, the outer hull of the plane and given that there's also the two at the back that have smashed their way uh, smashed their way inside, uh, through the window, they're starting to, um, get, to the, um, get to their feet because they do seem very uh, very humanoid when you take away the wings and the horns and uh, the wings fold up behind them and they try to start climbing over the chairs towards you, having smashed into all of the, um, the crates at the back. Um, Shapiro has dived for cover and is now pretty, uh, sort of out of sight somewhere between, the, um, somewhere between the seats back further behind you. What's going on back there?
3: Uh, We picked up a couple of extras. A couple of hitchhikers.
0: Uh, Want me to try and shake
3: them? Uh, They're inside, so if you manage to shake them, you're going to shake all of us off, too.
0: Well, okay, but if you need something, just just hold on, and I can spin the plane.
3: Is there any sort of
4: Hacking straps or ropes to the like to the side of the plane. Yeah, that almost certainly will be. I'm gonna wrap one around my waist and because I'm thinking once that tin can opens, it might suck us out.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And as I do that, I want to see if maybe I could use my Cthulhu Mythos to see if I know what the hell these are or run. It's not very much of a chance, but it's you, something.
1: You can give me a rope. 10 out of 12. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah, now, now that you're seeing these things up close and personal, yeah, these are ringing the bells. It's the, the lack of the face that gives it away in the end. Um, these are night gods, uh creatures that a long time ago were known to exist both in the waking world, but predominantly their homeland is the dreamland. So seeing them here is a little bit out of place and out of context. But yeah, it can't be anything else
4: but. Do I know if they have a weakness and would I think that I'm dreaming or that we're all dreaming? Do I know of them coming into the
1: waking world? If they if they found a way to get into the waking world, that in itself is an achievement. Because normally there isn't a physical weakening of the barrier between this world and the next. So if they have found a way through, that's going to be a question to answer all, all on its own but inherently they don't have any ability to come over themselves. Uh, Main thing in terms of weakness, um, they are a little tough uh, or tougher than a human opponent. Obviously, they can fly. Um, Their main tactic, if they uh, just want to dispose of you, is that they're not physically or particularly physically strong. They will rather grab you, immobilize you, and then just drop you from great heights. If they, wanted, if they wanted to get rid of you,
4: so I scream out that they're night guns. Ga- Do not let them get you. They'll drop you out of the plane.
3: What the hell was a night gun? And I just. I'll explain
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can. Uh, sounds like you're taking pot shots then.
3: Yep.
1: All right. So they they advance. That's their action. Try to cut through the hole from above. You can hear some grinding beneath the plane.
3: That sounds rather rather ominous. So how, how close are they? The uh, ones that are be, climbing over the seats. Are they point blank range?
1: They'd be counted as point blank because they'll be within your fifth decks in yards.
3: Okay, so I'm just going to, yeah, pump, pump three shots into the closest one.
1: Okay, uh, the, the bonus die will cancel out the penalty die, so give me three straight yep. rolls.
3: Uh, 24, that's a hard success. A 39 is a normal success, and a 64 is a normal success, so all standard, all hits.
5: Okay,
1: roll away. Uh, give me the totals for each one because I'll have to deduct armor of each.
5: Okay,
3: uh, first one is ten. Second shot is 11, third shot is five.
1: Okay, uh, that one, I think your second shot, or your first, probably catches it in the upper chest. The second one catches it right where the face should be. And the third one probably wings it as it starts, co- as it just collapses over the chair in front of you. It is not moving. That, that is a definitely one dead dawn. Okay, well,
5: well,
3: they the sure
1: pop- die. Oh, yeah, ble- bleeding black as their skin. And that is 45, so we go back to the top of the round, and that would be Johnny on 95. You can see out of the window, uh, the two guys that were being tickled to be immobilized, the two, uh, the two figures just let go, and these two little dots start falling through the clouds, and two winged creatures start working
2: their way back towards the plane. And there's still another going in the back climbing wasn't there there were two inside yeah there were two inside
1: and, two on the outside and, connor, and the two in front
2: of the plane and connor just dispatched one of those yeah so hearing the gunshots, i've turned around and i'm am i able to see the other
1: yeah it's through the pretty much you'll by the entrance to the cockpit so you've got right. a clear view down the rest of the plane
2: want to seeing that he was able to kill the other i want to draw and try to take out the other one the other night god okay single or multiple shot uh th- i'll i'll go all 3 cause i don't know how many it's going to take to kill it
1: you'll be beyond point blank
2: uh, from this in terms of range so it'll be three rolls with a penalty die oh all right that's 3 21. all right 38 61 and 21 so that was a regular a fail and a hard
1: okay which guess um, you'd need an extreme to get the upgrading damage so it be two regular damage
2: rolls and let me know the totals for each one all right 11 on the first. nine on the second
1: okay uh yeah but in that case this one coming down the aisle its wings tucked behind it it's starting to make a bit more progress passing the body of its fall, uh, fallen friend and then your two shots are pretty much center of mass it staggers back wobbles on its feet and then just collapses back on its uh, back on its wings and its legs go shooting up into the air it also doesn't move after that excellent
3: yeah, you should uh, be careful. There's some of us uh, in the way there, Johnny. Yep, move. I'm going to look back into the cockpit
2: and I'm going to push the seatbelt sign, the little light <laughs> to turn all the little seatbelt lights on.
3: There's a little thing that comes what the on. hell? You <laughs> just dumped
0: all of our fuel. There's no seatbelt sign.
3: <laughs> well, it's okay. Gerald's already buckled in, so.
0: I got to find a place for us to land.
1: All right, um, in fact, it's odd that's up next. Um, if you're looking for somewhere to uh, to, put, uh, to put down, you can see through a break in the clouds, there is an airstrip um, that's coming up. It's still a fair way off, but at least right. if you, you can see where it is.
0: I'm heading for that, but I'm also keeping my eye out the windows to see if I see those things coming at me, and I'm gonna either try to t- make evasive maneuvers, or if I can, uh, this is a prop plane, right? Yeah, so if I can uh, maneuver the plane to cause them damage before they get to us, I'll do that. But in any case, i got to get us on the ground because the cockpit smashed the... it.
1: Dyson with not. the propeller. Well, uh, you can give me a piloting role if you want to use the plane as a weapon against them, certainly.
0: 15. That's good.
1: Okay, I am pretty certain they are not going to be able to... Uh to survive that kind of damage,
0: so. Well, they might avoid me. More and more, my, my biggest concern is getting us on the ground. Mm-hmm. Looks like we got about five or six minutes before we're on the ground.
1: And one, The two that are in front of you and we're making their way back towards the plane, and you clip one of them um, with the wing uh, not being uh, getting off close to the propeller because usually throwing prope- uh, people into propellers, the propeller doesn't come off too well. Yeah. Uh, but you clip it with the wing, at which point it just starts spiraling down through the clouds and goes. The, you. The, other, the other one flies way over the top of you.
0: Fucking bat monkey. What kind of animals live here in
1: Borneo, anyway? All right. Next up will be. The night guards outside. Um, I'm going to ask for a party luck roll. So whoever has the lowest luck,
3: now, I have a 91 luck. So 76, uh,
0: 47.
2: That's you. Yeah, I've got a 89, 98. Okay. Oh.
1: In which case, the one that's on the top of the plane. The, hat, uh, the little hatchet's made, it rips open, and then drops on in. Inside, there is a gush of, of suction pulling the air out through the top, combined with pulling it out, uh, pulling it out from the back. But it's not enough to wrench you out, uh, I've got like a cork of a bottle. But you can also hear that there's some, again, tearing coming from below, which sounds like roughly the kind of the area for the undercarriage.
0: Yeah, they're damaging our, our landing gear. It's yeah, going to be a rough landing, boys.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, this one that's on top, so the one that's underneath is still coming uh, coming up. It's at least got inside, but it's now got to get through the, uh, the cargo hold, essentially, and then get up towards where you are. Um, it's going to drop right near Connor, and it's going to try and... It looks like as it comes down, it's going to try and grab you. Uh, how do you wish to react?
3: Uh, I'm going to fight back. Okay, like that nonsense.
1: so it wins on the tie as
3: it's the aggressor, but we'll see what comes up. Oh 05. That is an extreme success.
1: And in keeping with my normal dice roll, a 64 is a definite fail. Right, um, you, avoid its gra- uh, you avoid its grasp. This thing tries to make a die for you and you just, you just lean back over the chair as its hands clasp right in front of it. Um, if it, if it was breathing you'd be able to smell its breath you'd be able to smell its breath from here but instead, said there's just this blank face inches away from yours and then on 45 it's over to you
3: all right well since it's right in my face can i just unload both pistols into it
1: <laughs> uh, you certainly can uh, again there is because you want me to leave that close it can move so you still have to make the roll, but you will get a you will get a bonus die, which cancels out negative if you're going
3: to be firing multiple shots. All right, <laughs> I'll just fire. I fired three from the one, so I'll fire three from the other pistol. Here we go. Um,
5: first
3: shot, forty-seven is a pass. Ninety-two is a miss. Fifty-nine is a pass. So that's two hits.
1: Um, okay. damage it, it tries. It tries to move out of the way um, from you, but evidently fails dramatically.
3: <laughs> uh, well, first shot damage is only three. Ugh. Second one is for seven. Okay, I mean six, not seven. I can read my dice.
1: Okay, in which case it's still up. It take it takes the shots pretty much straight in the gut, but this one ain't going down. No, top of the next round. Did Did you skip me? Oh, sorry. Yeah,
4: my bad. I'm going to uh, pull out one of my daggers and whip it at the one that that is going after Connor.
1: Okay. Again, this thing is only got limited mobility, so you can get a bonus die on that because
4: it's nice. not got first roll sixty seven, second roll fifty seven, so
1: it's still a hit regular. Okay. Right, roll damage. One point. Okay, uh, that pings off. So you see the blade; it's the shot's good, but as it hits the uh, as it hits its hide, you can see it definitely. The blade just doesn't pierce it; it just deflects off. So yeah, these things are these things are tough against blades. But saying maybe not against
3: bullets. Gerald, remind me to buy you one of these.
1: I
4: have one. I'm better with the knife. All right.
1: Top of the round. Back to Johnny.
2: All right. I see that they look like they've got everything under control in the back. I'm going to jump up front and go ahead and strap into that co-pilot seat and protect, any, and protect Adi from anything coming up from the back or from the front. Just try to keep him alive so that he can keep flying and get us on the ground.
1: Okay. I'm going to make Roll. All right, can you give me a spot hidden roll, please?
2: Yep. 22 on, Uh, so hard, 22 on 65.
1: That beats my regular. Um, In which case, you can see the one that didn't get clipped by the plane and that went overhead. You can see come start because at least the edge of a claw starting to come round the open edge of the window.
2: All right, is there a crash axe in the front, uh, should be by the co-pilot seat?
1: You, you know, plane's a lot better than me. I will go with your superior knowledge on this. <laughs> All
2: right, there's a crash axe down below the right, the right leg. I'm mm-hmm. gonna pop that loose and I'm just gonna start hitting. It's a just trying to cut, basically I'm gonna, in my mind, I'm gonna try to cut his fingertips off. Chances are it won't, it's not super sharp. It's more for busting glass and, and knocking little right. things out of the way. But I'm gonna as hard as I can just keep whacking up every time I see that hand come around.
1: Oh, still still treat it as blunt force trauma, so I'll give you oh, a yeah. D6
2: if that connects. All
1: right. Give me a fighting brawl roll. All right. Is a, oh,
2: 53. Uh, it's fifty-three on forty-five. I'll use eight luck. So let that hit.
1: Okay. Yeah. In which case, give me a D six.
2: D six. Four.
1: Okay. Yeah. You definitely connect. Um, you don't see it draw blood, but you, you at least see the um, the claws retract. It definitely hurt.
5: Yeah.
2: I'll just I'll keep that in. I'll keep that axe and kind of just watching up there, looking back up there, looking back, trying to keep him alive.
1: Always a good thing to have a, a, an active living pilot all right next up then is odd all right
0: i'm just trying to bring us into the landing pad well we're coming down over the trees boys it's going to be kind of rough i'll give you a 30 seconds warning
1: okay so, so you, you can you don't have to worry about making a roll at this point it's mainly going to be when you touch down right the undercarriage is most certainly damaged
0: i'm expecting us to skid
1: yeah mm-hmm. Right then we are on the night goal. The one that is right in front of Connor. Uh, he is going to try and grab you again.
3: Oh, I'm going to fight back again. Okay. Uh, 40. I'm going to spend 5 luck to make that a hard success. With a 35.
1: I and my dice don't seem to want to roll anything below a 60, for the majority of my rolls. So, there is a bit of more flailing that takes place. Uh, this thing is desperately trying to reach around you with both hands, thinking that if it, as long as it grabs you, it won't be, it won't be a problem for it anymore. But he, this thing just keeps swiping like this, just sort of flapping its arms in front of you. Uh, Gerhard's next, five points below. I will. He's
4: still uh, fighting. Connor's still fighting that one. Yeah. So I'm two,
1: pull, I was going to say, taking two bullets to the gut and he's still moving.
4: I'll pull out my Mauser and I'll just take a walk. Right, oh, no, I'm, I'm tied up. All right, I'm just going to take a shot.
1: You'd still be within point blank because it's I still will. a number of yards.
4: So. I, I don't want to untie myself because... Uh, a 16. Let me see that's... Okay. It's just a hard. So you get a bonus. Is that oh. what the bonus dice? Mm-hmm. No, no. Ah, 16 is still the better.
1: Okay. Right. You can give me a damage roll. Five points. All right. I know what it's doing next time. Then. But before it gets to act, we have Connor.
3: Yeah, I'm starting to get real, real sick of this thing, so. I'm going to, um. Yep, three more shots. Trying to think if I can do six shots into it. I think we'll stick to three.
1: It's going, in fact, you get a bonus die now for overpowering because someone has already successfully hit it in the round.
3: Oh, really? So my Mm -hmm. point blank, so I get bonus dice on all three of these shots? Yep.
1: Awesome. First one cancels out the penalty, and then the one on top of that becomes just a regular uh, bonus stuff.
3: Okay. So first one's a regular. Second one is also a regular. The third one is a hard. So just three, no extra damage. But all three of them hit this time.
1: Okay. And roll damage
3: uh, 10 on the first shot, 8 on the second shot and four on the third shot. Yeah,
1: your, your first one catches it just beneath the chin. Um, at that point, your pummel The rest of them find uh, land home in a corpse. So this, this thing then slumps, admittedly, straight forward, covering you in this horribly smelling viscous,
5: Ugh. black
1: ickory blood. Yeah, you're probably going to want to change change your clothes in a little bit.
3: Stupid night guns, whatever they're called.
1: All right. At the top of the next round, can I have a group luck roll again, please?
2: That'll definitely be me at this point. <laughs> yep, this time with less luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... And anyway, there it is. I was about to say with one less die. Seventy.
1: Okay. In which case they are still going to be coming at it. Uh, odd is at the top of the round. Uh, not odd, sorry. Uh, Angel is at the top of the round.
2: Am I, he's still trying to climb around? Yep, he's still trying to get in. I'm still whacking his hand, or how are we, how's he looking? Like, how's he, what's he doing? What's he doing up here?
1: It's pretty much like I'm playing whack a mole. It's the minute you see a hand, there's a thunk. Is <laughs> that, yeah. so, yeah, fighting brawl?
2: 46. All right, I'll spend one luck to make it a pass, a regular pass.
0: Hey, roll damage.
2: Three.
1: Hey. Yeah, that's like almost more of a glancing blow. You probably catch one one claw. But again, it retreats. You can hear it scrambling around up there trying to get a better or a different vantage point to try and get in, maybe out, out of your reach. It can't see where it's being hit from. It just feels that it's being hit. And hey, Angel. Wait,
0: the planes, the planes are gone, us. So, you can fire a bullet right through this uh, this tin top here and see if you, you can hit send it next one through time. Through
2: this, all these switches. You just want me to shoot through all these switches? No,
0: not the switches. But the thing's got to be right up here somewhere.
2: It's right above us, and all above us are switches and ball and these these whole breaker panels right here. There's circuit breakers and everything for all your avionics and everything. I put a bullet through there. You're liable to short out your entire ignition system.
0: We're about to crash anyway, so it's not going to make much difference.
2: You want engines or no? Uh,
0: At this point, I'm mostly gliding anyway, so Uh, you're showing judgment, but uh, uh, 30 seconds, boys. Find something to grab a hold of. Uh, Everybody should pee. I know that sounds weird, but you should empty your bladders. It'll 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 reduce any damage that you might take when we crash.
5: We've
3: got some Don't other problems, you. Audie.
0: Piss your pants. It's an order.
3: Captain speaking.
1: <laughs> that is the definitely going to be the weirdest instruction from Captain I've ever heard of. <laughs> right. Uh, next round cool, will be. <laughs> next round will be the or trying to come up from below. Uh, there's a smash from the floor in the central aisle, and this head pokes its, uh, um, pokes up through the floor. I'm not going to ask for a luck roll at this point, because it's got four other bodies around it at this point. It looks... Uh, one, uh, three other bodies around it at this point. It looks one way, it looks the other. Even without any face, it definitely seems to be able to emote, maybe with the, uh, the angle of its horns. They stand bolt upright, and its head just ducks. Back down, uh, back down through the floor. And you hear this whoof of wings as it propels itself out of the bottom of the plane. So there's
4: three left inside or are they all jumped out?
1: There are, there are three dead inside.
3: Yeah, you better uh, run, you coward.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't stupid. At least not for the most part. Um, inside, you've got... Uh, Gerhardt and Connor, there's no other targets, but you can give me spot-hidden rolls if you look out the window.
3: 29, that is a hard success.
1: 97,
3: I found. Okay, Gerhardt's
1: looking around um, down the barrel of his gun, wondering if there's anything left twitching inside. Um, Connor looks out the window, and um, you can see the one that was com- um, coming up through the floor, so dives out the bottom of the plane and comes into view as it goes away from the plane, it makes some sort of hand gesture. If, it's, if it does communicate, maybe it communicates via by, uh, by sign language, but some, some definitely some kind of gesture. And <laughs> the one that's yeah, <laughs> um, the one that's on the front of the plane, you can hear let go, and the two then start to glide off. And they're the only two left, as you clip one with the uh, with the wing and got the three dead inside. That's all six accounted for. That brings us out of combat. The only role, role left to finish will be Odd landing the plane. Give me a piloting read
0: 30... 37. I'll need to spend 13 points of luck, which I will
1: do. Okay. Uh, there is an almighty crumple of, um, of metal as the landing gear just collapses in on itself, but inside you don't take any damage. As you literally, there is a like almighty bump and you're shaking around a lot. But especially it's as yeah, especially as you said, like, buckle up and tie yourself down. Um, yeah, it's like roll, riding a particularly nasty roller coaster, but you come to a skidding halt and then everything goes quiet. <laughs>
2: All right, you guys, let's get out of here, keeping in mind the nearest exit may be behind you.
3: I'm going over An to... Angel, water. they've made quite a few exits for us. Then find one. There's exits above me, exits below me, exits right, in front I'm of me, of the exits the plane while he's, he's in me. there, on.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
0: that, the, the plane might burst into flame at any moment.
1: Oof. Hey, we made it, boys. You, you can see Shapiro um... Actually, from because if you've gone straight out the front, um, Connor and Gerhardt see Shapiro gets up looking white as a sheet, and instead of diving either through the hole in the floor, pretty much in front of him, or out the hole at the back of the plane, he runs over to the equipment at the back of the um, the back of the plane where the two night gaunts that came in through the windows crashed into and say sent boxes scattering. And you hear him. Uh, gasp in this horrified squeal um, as he looks down at a box that's, as mentioned, it's about the size of a tea chest. It's about uh, 20 by 20 by 30 inches long, so it feels like a say a rectangle. Yeah. Um, the one that, when it hits and roll rolled around, you could hear something metallic inside uh, ting- uh, tingling. Yeah. Um, he goes over to that and he is he just yelps.
5: Uh,
3: what's, what's wrong there, buddy?
5: Ah! Uh, ah! Uh,
1: if, this, if this thing has been damaged to... Uh, hey, hey, he, hey,
3: hey. Relax.
1: Uh, he start... I say as I
3: walk over, reloading two pistols.
1: <laughs> you, you can see he's evidently frantically looking around for something, maybe like a crowbar or something to, to open it up with, and he's desperately trying to get inside.
3: Is there a lock or something on the box, or...?
1: It's just the the crate's nailed down, so he's got uh, he's got to lift off the lid. And, and those uh, of you outside, or uh, yeah, have one you. I was going to gonna say, I pass him one of my knives, and he could
4: use it to pry open. No, I I've got hmm? yeah, I've
3: I've got my little knife. I mean, if so.
1: Oh, so Gerhardt's offered his. So yeah, um, Shapiro takes it, wedges it into the uh, into the crack between the lid and the side of the box, and pops it open. And the first thing you hear is ticking. Outside, the Odd and Johnny can see. You're on a fairly standard um, airstrip. There's no other planes here, though. You are the only plane. Well, we're the only plane here, and that, this this one certainly ain't flying. Thankfully, there's no sign of flame coming from the engines. It's you've you pretty much you've got a good a good landing. You can walk away from.
0: It's um, a it's a salvageable. I think that uh, with a little bit of work, I can get it back up and running. A couple of hours? No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a bit more than a couple of hours. Yeah, um, you can see a couple of trucks uh, or maybe a jeep, perhaps. Coming up the am um, coming up the
0: airstrip runway. Oh, geez. Where I, hope these that, I hope these aren't that bad, guys. So after all, we've got a great landing. We'll uh, we die by machine gun here in a few minutes, but let's find out.
5: You uh, think the, we're...
0: Uh, Fred? Uh, you think we made it to uh, at least near where we were going? Hey, thank you. Work.
5: Work.
0: All right.
2: Exactly where we were going, right here.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know what to hear about Borneo. There might be warring tribes or something. I don't know. Yeah,
2: who knows?
3: Uh, Shapiro, what's with the ticking box?
1: Uh, he he just looks down, and you can see him quaking in terror. It's it's on. Stupid what's... goddamn thing! Turn it turned it on.
4: Turn uh... what on? A bomb. Once I hear that, I start yelling for odd.
1: What's
0: going on? All right, go inside and see what's going
1: on. You, you find them as described looking over this box. Um, in, inside the crate is a box. Looks like it's uh, made of mahogany. Um, it's You'd have to lift it out fully to get a good look at it, but you can see right. the lid. Uh, the lid has Inlaid inside the two the two parts of the lid are lengthways with a um, going across the box so it opens up like that. Uh, on one lid, or one side of the lid on the top, and then the other side of the lid on the bottom, are two carved inlays of what look to be fish. Uh, their mouths open, and in the centre of it there is a large dial that looks like a four-point star. That looks like an open, um, some kind of locking mechanism. Uh, it is slightly ajar at the moment, but looks like you'd have to turn it probably 360 degrees before it would then open the lid. I see. You can definitely hear ticking coming from this thing.
0: Before I touch this thing, Shapiro, what can you tell me about it? Is it a bomb? Uh, it's
1: no ordinary bomb.
0: It's no ordinary bomb. No, I don't think there's many bombs that I know of that have fish on them. If I turn this thing, it's going to blow up, or am I going to be able to open it?
1: No, you, you can open it, but I strongly recommend not playing around with it. You might set the damn thing off.
3: Is it uh, going to go off on its own?
1: But it's, it's the countdown started on it. How, How
0: long, long is the countdown?
1: Well, open it and we'll try and oh, find
0: Christ. out. Why don't you guys all go wait outside?
1: All
0: right,
4: no. Um, I lift up one of those uh, creatures, throw it over my shoulder, and then start heading out.
1: Okay, it, it is pretty heavy, and kind it's a lot of head weight now.
4: <laughs> give me a hand but, with this. We
3: need to learn about it.
0: You're not bringing you a, that home with you, Gareth. Give you
3: a hand. I'm gonna. Pr- i gonna. The one that i that uh, there's a hole in the floor, so I'm just gonna kind of shove them out.
1: Yeah, you can like, kick them out of the plane without any problem. They are land <laughs> on the uh, on the runway.
3: There you go. There's your little, there's there's your next school project there, Gerald. Let's go. Jump down and Is, just, Do you know if your girlfriend likes taxidermy? let
4: try pulling one. She, oh, they're dead now. She won't either. And I start pulling it by the leg.
1: You can start dragging it across the runway with any problem. Um, it's not going to tear itself apart on the tarmac. It's, say, it's got fairly thick hide. So again, yeah, you, you can drag it with causing fairly minimal damage. The, yeah. the, box, uh, the box itself, lifting it out of the, uh, out of the crate and then turning the, uh, the dial on the front, reveals a curious internal mechanism, to say the least. Uh, at the heart of it is a, what looks to be a ruby about the size of a clenched fist. Mm-hmm. One of the bigger, bigger gemstones uh, that you've seen up close and personal. Surrounding it, almost like an um, a millery sphere, uh, oh, is a twisting network of cogs, loops, coils, springs um, that move in a weird but also uh, kind of clunky and unwieldy manner. This thing is evidently taking damage when it's uh, when it's being thrust out, when it got hit by the impact. Mm-hmm. Um, certain bits of it are, you can see where it should move normally, but they're catching on other parts of the, me- uh, the mechanism and uh, juddering along. Along the either side of this are six, so three on one side, three on the other, dials which have some odd looking, they look almost, well, maybe Arabic perhaps, numerals uh, or lettering. It's, I'm yeah. pretty certain
0: it's a language you haven't got. Gerhard, stop playing with your new girlfriend and come in here and see if you can figure out what language this is.
4: Uh, so I go back and pop up to the floor.
0: Is it uh, Arabic? or?
4: Uh, I take a look at it. Is it, it
0: snake person? I think it's probably snake person because everything is snake person. Or fish uh, person. Maybe this is fish person. Now
1: Gerhard is able to recognize it. Uh, this is Persian.
4: Oh, person. What do they are they numbers? Or are they words
1: or numbers between one and ten on each dial. Each dial is one to ten? Yeah. So, so I, it's a I,
0: combination I, mark.
1: It definitely looks like a dial for maybe a timer, as you can hear the ticking is coming from these dials as they are moving in very slow sequence, each right. one turning at a different rate. Either of you can give me a astronomy or... uh, I have astronomy. Astronomy is the perfect role
4: for this, actually. Uh, 25 out of 45.
1: Uh, Ah. Just shy of a hard. In which case, something maybe clicks at the same time then as to uh, something that you were told a little while ago by your uh, your sister. Uh, But on each of the four lengths of the box... Uh, there's an inlay of what looks to be a different constellation. Um, Each of the stars are marked with um, yellow quartz, apart from one which is marked with a red ruby. Uh, The different constellations, you've got uh, Leo, Taurus, uh, Pisces, Austranus, and Scorpius. And the the key stars which are marked within them are... uh, the I've a complete blank. Okay. Uh, The stars that are marked with the rubies are Regulus, Aldebaran, Fomalhaut, and Antares, which the little bell that rings at the back of your mind, they are the four royal stars.
4: And I reiterate all this to Art as,
1: yeah. as Clicking.
0: I'm surprised Pisces is not here because we got these two fish.
1: Well, that forms the um, the southern um, the constellation with Fomalhaut. In fact, the, the star on the top that forms the the opening mechanism is Fomalhaut.
0: All right, so I am going to need some time. I don't know if I should repair this. If I can figure out the, the ratios of these gears and stuff, I might be able to figure out how long we got before the bomb goes off and how the bomb's working. I, it's fueled by a ruby. I
1: don't... Where I don't is Shiro? Just... I mean, he's pretty much knelt right in front of you. You can see him just sort of slowly rocking back and forth, staring at the box. I would
4: like to... Let me see if I have it now. I want to snap him out of it basically like tell Shapiro, wake, wake the hell up. This is, we need you now and I'm going to like grab him by his lapel. And this is do or die Shapiro,
1: snap the hell out of it. What does this do? Um, you you can shake him, the sweat kind of flies off him as he's just, he's just drenched at this point in this heat. Um, his eyes grow a focus and he looks up at you and just says, it's, like I say, it's no, not an ordinary bomb, it's a, it, it creates a gate, uh, it, cre- it creates a gate to Fomalhaut, specifically to the thing around Fomalhaut, to Kathuga. It, it, it unleashes a part of the Great Old One and just sterilizes an area. This, this, is supposed to be a, this is supposed to be a contingency if we can't solve this. We just sterilize the whole area. This thing could kill tens of thousands. This is a Stargate. A gate to a star and to let a star through to incinerate everything in potentially up to a 10 mile radius.
0: All right. All right. that's easy enough. Um, how the boys get the other equipment out. See if we can salvage any of this. Uh, I'll see what I can do to stop it. Do you know what the timer is normally set for?
1: It could, it could be anywhere between one to 10 hours or, or longer. Maybe one, maybe a, a day at the most.
0: All right. Um, Because it's a little broken.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Outside. um, So for, uh, Johnny, I think he's the only one outside. At this point.
2: Yeah, I'm just just out here, enjoying the night. (laughs) Oh, middle of the day. Middle of the day with (laughs) night gaunts. Night gaunts, out in day, yeah.
1: Um, the two trucks pull up, um, and what seem to be fairly distinctive uniform of uh, British military personnel climb out. Um, one uh, one gentleman pump comes out, putting on a peak cap, straightening it, marching over towards you with a definite degree of authority. Um, he strides directly towards yourself, um, stops a little way off, looks at the plane, looks at you. Are you the pilot that brought this. Uh, Brought this beast down?
2: No, no. The pilot's actually on board still. He's, uh, you know, it's, it's just greeting folks as they come off.
1: Ah. <laughs> I wanted to sh- uh, shake the hand of the man who brought that down. That must have been a pretty rough, pretty rough landing.
2: Now that plane there was coming down regardless of who was in the front. It was just about done, but he did a <laughs> hell of a job. He's Gravity above.
1: has a tendency to do that.
2: Yeah, he's in there. You may be able to see him. There's plenty of torn away yeah he's up he's up there he to i'll
1: go send uh, send a couple of the guys i uh, send a couple of the men round. he turns around makes a hand gesture and a couple of the soldiers start moving around the, uh, around to the back of the plane he turns back to you and extends a hand uh, captain lancaster i'm in charge of the uh, the military cordon here i understand Giant. you would be the uh, the team from caduceus
2: yep we are we are ah. we've uh just dropped in to see how things were going.
1: <laughs> he chuckles, dropped. <laughs> Very droll. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, um, our, our folks here can tend to anyone that's got any uh, any injuries from the landing. Have you, any, was anyone hurt?
2: I don't think anybody was really hurt, other than, uh, I, I, I think there may be some soiled laundry, but other than that, I think we're all pretty, pretty held together.
1: That looks over your shoulder. And Jeff points towards the uh, the body of the Night out on the runway that uh, Connor got out of the plane and, and start dragging away. He just said, What
2: in the hell is that? That's what brought the plane down. There was a group of them. There's a couple more up top. We had to oh, dispatch they... them pretty quick. Otherwise, they were going to tear the whole plane apart.
1: There is some kind of bird?
2: I, have I no see wings on it. Oh, yeah. They're winged. And they're pretty aggressive, but uh, but him and his two friends up top, they're not gonna hurt anybody anymore. You can you can, you can touch it if you want.
1: Oh, I've got no intention of going anywhere near the uh, the un- yeah. thing, but oh, he shakes his head uh, and kind of raises his uh, cap a little bit. You know, this is this is a strange part of the world. I've seen some. I've seen some odd creatures in my time, been in um, the various places I've been posted around uh, around the empire. But
2: my God, this is uh,
1: this is something else. This place.
2: Now is that one face up or face down?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably face down. It's, he sees wings. That's why he thought it was a bird.
2: Uh, well, come on over here. I'll show you something that's kind of cool.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna see if yeah. he uh, he yelps when he looks down at it. Oh, he's actually remarkably
2: cool. But... I'm just going to take my foot and scooch its head or like kick its head over so they can see that it's smooth-faced. Like, eh?
5: It's...
1: Yeah, he, he kind of freezes for a moment and then just looks down with this intense curiosity. So Weird, says, huh? Oh, very strange. How, how the hell does it see?
2: No idea. But they did really well. They found the plane in the middle of the air. Um, they fly fast. They're strong. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, I guess it's not fast enough or not strong enough because now we've got it as a trophy. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with it. Wow. He's liable to put it up on his wall over his mantle, for all I know. Speaking of trophies, have you got another
1: another one, potentially?
3: I'll kick another one out. And kind of jump down. Now you see, since I'm the one that uh, dispatched all three of these. Well, that's
2: not a hundred percent true. Hmm, but
3: two two thirds, two thirds. That's right, Angel. I forgot that you participated a little bit, a little bit. Oh, what interest do you have in the? These fine little critters here.
1: Well, mainly when you said trophy, that was the, uh, the main thing. So we've actually bagged a rather curious, uh, curious beast um, a couple of nights ago. We've got the, uh, the head mounted up at the wall back at the officers' mess. So I was wondering if uh, potentially this could be a second one that we can add to the, uh, this little growing collection.
5: Hmm.
2: Well, we'll see what we can work out. Yeah, whichever one you can take, whichever one I killed. I'm not going to take it back. Make shoes well, out of the hide or anything. I mean, like that. they
3: they they all look the same, Angel. I... Yeah. You sure? I think I think both of mine were shot through the face. So. Yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: Take the one that's not shot through the face because I put two in its chest and took it down. So that would be the one that I killed. Feel free. Think of it as a gift from the angel to you.
1: Perfect. No, I like, I like the sound of that. Thank you very very much.
2: Very welcome.
1: You. Well, inside, you can hear the conversation going on uh, going on outside as well as looking at this thing. Um, Odd can give me a role either using mechanical repair or if you've got engineering. All right. Uh,
0: mechanical. Where is it? Uh, I got a 76. Uh, out of 65, so I'll spend 11 points of luck.
1: Okay.
0: I don't think I have engineering. Is there anything like engineering? Yeah, no. it'd,
1: be, it'd be science. I
0: it'd got physics.
1: Science. Yeah, that, that would also work.
0: Oh, well, then I passed it by a lot on physics because I got 70 in physics.
1: There you go. All right. Having a look at this thing, you are fairly sure you would know how... To, um, Having studied this, you can also see there are various little marks, again written in Persian, around astrological symbols that track the paths of what seem to be these astrological bodies that the internal hoops represent, or that mimic the paths of. Uh, This thing is a mechanised version of a gate spell. Trying to disarm it, if it was intact and working properly, you would be fairly sure you know how to stop it. However... With it being damaged, you are fairly certain. If you attempt to do this, it's going to start. It's either going to um, speed up the countdown, or a premature detonation might occur. So this this thing is going to go off. But with the also with the timer being, uh, say, messed around as well, you're not exactly sure how long it's got before it goes off. But it is certainly hours rather
0: than minutes or seconds. Now, we have a problem here. Uh, Shapiro, is there anybody on your team that's an expert on this particular device here? Gerhard, we got a problem.
4: I think you are the expert, Adi. Uh, Well,
0: here's the thing. I'm not the expert in astrology or astronomy or... Yeah, or magic you're the magic guy see wow. the problem is is from what you've told me there's a real serious danger if a spell is not done correctly I think this is an automate, yeah, yeah. you ever seen those things I, like from Tibet where they got the wheels and they put prayers on them and they spin them around yes yes yeah well, this is kind of that, except that it's creating the spell mechanically like a clock. The problem is, is if I start fiddling with this, I have no idea what order things are supposed to be in. I could set the thing off. I could, I could set it to go off in a year, but I could end up setting it off tomorrow without realizing what the hell I'm doing. I don't speak Persian.
4: The um the name of that star well that name means uh, mouth of the fish in Persian
0: yeah hence the two big fish with their mouths open
4: now here's the good news the good news is we have a couple hours to to do what we do here and get the hell out it didn't go off so that's good news second part of good news is we got a couple of hours
0: but Shapiro is telling us that this thing's going to gate in a star. The star's gonna burn everything probably for a hundred miles in all directions. That means every living creature living on the that uh, on on Borneo is gonna die.
1: He, he perks up at that point point. says it's not normally that big. The, these things are tactical devices for sterilizing an area. But even so it still could be up to ten miles across. Well
0: oh. yeah. now what if we what if we take it out and drop it in the ocean?
1: Hold, hold,
4: hear me out. Didn't they say there's some sort of underground cavern here?
1: There are some of the largest ex, uh, largest unexplored underground cave systems in the world. Um, the one problem about dropping it in the ocean is the only plane that you can see in this, uh, in this vicinity is the one you're standing in, and this ain't getting off the ground anytime soon. We need Connor's muscles to tote this thing
4: around, and we need to get our ass to one of those underground caverns and hope it's the right one. And you know what? TikTok.
0: I just wish we knew which the what the talk was. How long?
4: I hear Angel talking to somebody out there. Let's let's not waste any more time than we already don't have.
0: Well we need to get the rest of this equipment out that we that we brought with us, the analyzer and the I
4: I think the analyzer and this bomb is all we're gonna need on our personal equipment. Like we, we we don't have the luxury of checking through with everything at this point. I
1: mean, uh, Shapiro, having say he's look pretty much looking at Gerhardt through this, is just look, wide-eyed and nodding. This 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 sounds like a this sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, we're we we're, we're going to go with that. You you guys your your team can find a, a, can find somewhere to stash stash this thing in one of those in one of those caverns. I'll take care of the uh, the analyzer when we get uh, when we get into the quarantine zone and try to uh, try to see if I can work out what the the extent of the, the yellow death problem is. But yeah, you you guys you you deal with this very immediate problem and see what you can find regarding the inner night. I think that's going to work with work with us. All right. At that point, the two um, the two soldiers come to the back of the uh, the back of the plane. Looking inside, uh, see the group of you. Hello, sirs. Yeah, uh, we've been sent to help unload the unload the cargo.
0: Oh yeah, that stuff over there. This here.
1: Just don't touch this.
0: Yeah, I think I'll I'll take care of this. How is is it heavy or is it? It's, it's
1: it's, It's bulky rather than heavy.
0: Right. Let let me worry about this thing.
4: Hey, Odd, if we live through this, you need to talk to Shapiro's packing crew when we get back.
0: Yeah. Who knows how old this thing is? Look at it.
1: Yeah, it looks in pretty good condition, apart from having recently been
3: bounced around the back of a plane. Look, I'm not you, sure that we really have the time to wait around for all this equipment. I think that we need to get going.
0: Get going, get there, and then we don't have our equipment? What are we going to do?
3: Well, I'm we just our equipment. The medical stuff, Shapiro's got to deal with that. That's, we- that's
0: all I'm worried about. Yeah, let's go.
1: Right. In which case, to say the the soldiers start to help uh, form a line, basically helping manhandle all this equipment out. But the, the biggest and most cumbersome thing is the viral analyzer because it's a six foot cube. Um, but they manage between about six of them to get it on the back on the back of the truck with uh, relative ease. Um, otherwise, when um, when you're all out with the plane. Uh, Captain Lancaster comes over to um, to Odd, uh, extending a hand, saying, "Just wanted to shake the hand of the uh, the man that, I understand, brought uh, brought this uh, bird down."
0: Oh, pleased to meet you. My hand's probably dirty.
1: <laughs> don't worry, there's uh, plenty of dirt out here. He gives he gives you a shake.
0: It wasn't anything. I just, you know, flying a plane's like riding a bicycle.
1: <laughs> so you don't want to you don't want to fall off either. But especially not the latter.
0: Nope, and your skin worse than your, than your knees.
1: Mm-hmm. Now is he, his
4: men are out of earshot from us? Yeah. Uh, uh, they're,
1: they're, they're still manhandling stuff onto the back of the truck.
4: I extend my hand. Gerhard Heinrich. Um, you have a Jeep, correct? Yes, yes we do. Do you know the entrance to the closest uh, tunnels? Uh,
1: they'll be up kind of probably on the northern edge of the quarantine zone uh, we've got a we're getting a truck set up for you to get your stuff going. in fact probably just better off taking this one um that can take you up to the um up to the edge of the quarantine zone with a guide uh that we've arranged uh one of the uh one of the locals he's a um he likes to slightly over embellish uh our man uh, his name's Abidin, but yeah he's um he, he likes to tell the occasional tall tale, so I wouldn't I wouldn't take exactly everything that he says uh, as maybe gospel truth. But he's a good man. He's he's done work for us before in the company, so he's uh, he's trustworthy.
4: Um, talking about over embellishing, and I point to the nugget on the ground. I go, I think I'll take his word on some of the things.
0: <laughs> no, uh, question: uh, Do you have any Do you have any mining going on on this island?
1: Well. Funnily enough, um, that seems to be one of the main problems that's uh, overshadowed this whole mess. Uh, shall we uh, get in the car, uh, get in the Jeep and start heading back to the uh, heading back to the, uh, the terminal?
0: Sure. Oh.
4: Well, and I look you- at that and I'm like, should we tell them the good news?
0: Well, no, but I'd like to know if they have what, what they mine. Is uh, by luck like a copper mine?
1: Oh. Well,. The um, the rumor is that there is copper up in the uh, Hills. But there is a survey team that the um, the North Borneo Company of charter company have sent up there looking for mineral and metal deposits. Hmm. So they have been they've been blasting in a few different sites over the last over the last few weeks. Um, there were some mumblings that they thought they found a copper stream up there, but there's nothing being confirmed as yet.
0: And no established mine at this point.
1: No, it's just a survey team that are going up there looking to uh, looking to establish the mine, but they also need to find out where to dig first
0: and i so, sort of, I sort of look over at Gerhardt and I sort of quietly say a copper mine would have been ideal for burying that thing.
4: I think we need to um and I put my finger up like I look at Carol. Uh any other rumors about any you uh, know the besides the sickness, anything strange or unusual like you said the the guy likes to tell tall tales. Can you anything that really pops in your brain?
1: Yeah, they were they were saying that the um, the before everything, uh, well before we shut down everything in the area and established the uh, the quarantine uh, the quarantine perimeter, uh, they were saying that there were protests that were taking place up at the um, up at the survey team's dig uh, not dig site up at the survey team's camp, and the locals saying that. The spirit of the mountain had been angered, and that they should go. The bounties were being uh, were being given and then snatched away in an act of an act of punishment against the uh, Dunsun tribes up on the ma- uh, tribes up on the mountain. You know the, the usual mumbo jumbo of the uh, of the locals.
3: And was the survey team operating within what is now the quarantine zone?
1: Yes, they're pretty much in the heart of it.
3: Huh. Well, that's exactly where we need to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I understand that. so that's the uh, what the found, Caduceus, Caduceus Foundation is, uh, going in there and sorting out problems like this. So I'm hoping you are um, I'll say able to solve our problems.
4: We don't have much time. Can't get into details right now, but it's imperative that we are. Trust me, it'll do you oh. some good too.
1: Oh, well, certainly. I don't want this to uh, to linger any, um, any more than it has to. As you are driving down the length of the runway, back towards where the the terminal building is and where the rest of the main structure is, um, you do notice off on your left that there are a few, uh, a couple of soldiers digging what seems to be a long pit, and that you can catch flashes of what look to be white linen or cloth all the way along the bottom of the um, the bottom of the trench.
4: Wonder if they should be burning them instead of burying them.
2: Uh, did, did you make the uh, did you make those face things
1: yeah you, you've got some uh, you got some visors that you put together oh yeah of yeah
0: yeah
1: uh, modified be uh, kind of modified bekeeper helmets uh, the um jeep pulls up uh, he gets the the captain jumps out of the uh, out of the chair comes uh, comes around and gestures towards one of the uh, one of the buildings at the terminal so it's going to be uh, going to be a little while before we manage to get obviously your stuff put together, get the jeep, um, get the jeep up. Um, you're more than welcome to come and actually have dinner with me if you want to uh, grab a bite to eat before heading up there. Depends on uh, how you want to rush up.
4: Odd. I really think at least the, the, the man in charge here should know.
0: Well, let's talk to him in private.
1: Well, it's just us and
4: him in the jeep.
1: If, oh. if you want, some, if you want to discuss something in private, you can step into my uh, step into my office. That's, that's you, you hit, just listen, listen close.
0: Well, we're we're alone in the jeep then driving.
1: Yeah, he's going to say he's pulled up now. So well, like,
0: listen. Like uh, not all of us on the team know everything that's going on, and we've just learned that we brought a device with us, designed to uh, sterilize an area if it turns out that there is a serious medical outbreak, it's one of those things you have to do in order to save the rest of the world from a disease, you understand?
1: He nods, what, some kind of bug spray or something?
0: You no, know, more like a bomb.
1: Okay, both, both uh, eyebrows raised.
0: A bomb that'll incinerate the area because, you know, bug sprays aren't really effective against germs. Uh, you need something that will literally incinerate the area. and. The idea of burning out an area, it's, it's a, a horrible thing, but we're talking about if, if this is an outbreak of some horrible disease, and it gets out into the rest of the world, the whole world dies. So better to wipe out everybody in the area and kill the germ. It's a last resort. You understand? Okay. A, com- a completely last resort. Well, the problem is the bomb was a little bit damaged in the in the crash, and it's ticking.
4: Good news is we got a couple hours, so that's why I've been so insistent. We're not dead yet, but we can be. So let's please Mm -hmm. skip dinner and point us in the right direction.
0: We're hoping that what we can do is put it in the bottom of a cave somewhere or a mine, and if it goes off there, it'll be far less damage.
1: Okay. That would, um, yeah, that's a good, a good, briefing.
0: Yeah, here's the how, other thing: you how, can't, you can't tell anyone.
1: But he just, he just shrugs. How big a, how big a bomb are we looking at? Some kind of like, sticks of dynamite or a grenade?
0: Not completely sure. Like I say, they don't tell us everything.
1: Maybe, it, ten, maybe ten mile radius. Okay, uh, yeah, his both eyes raise again. Well, um, in that case, yeah, as long as you uh, take the thing into the uh, the middle of the quarantine zone, I think that's going to sort everyone's problems out. Um, oh, no. the, um, the, only, the only thing I would like to uh, ask at this point is, um, could the, obviously the most valuable assets up there, if there is chance of bringing them back if they're not infected? Um, we were very much like as many of the survey team brought back. Don't worry about the locals. They they can they can burn. But bring, oh, back, well. bring back the
5: survey team. Well,
0: understand that we do have some equipment that should be able to help us analyze the disease. So we should be able to evacuate people if they can if we can show them to be but see, we really don't want them to know that well, there's no way we could contain them if everybody just decided to run for the hills. Mm-hmm. Uh problem is, is that they could run right to another major city. And in fact, the whole world, that's the whole point. we got to keep them from doing that.
1: No, I, I can see that. This, this is why I would suggest maybe some uh, definitely discretion, but it sounds like you're, uh, you've got a handle potentially on that. But I'd, I'd still reiterate the position of the company is that the locals are expendable, that the main survey the, the survey team should be brought back because they are, they are they are the priority.
3: They are the valuable assets up there. Okay, so we go in, okay. get the survey team, get rid of this. Okay, got it. Let's go.
4: We need to speak with that guide. I mean, we could speak on the move, but definitely, I think he's going to have some key information. Yeah,
1: he's, he's in my office at the minute. I can go and I can go and get him if you like. Yeah. Okay, um, he turns and he walks off the walls of the building, leaving you and Shapiro, uh, you guys and Shapiro back at the Jeep.
0: Yeah, you guys got to understand that I didn't want to say anything to this guy because you know, the first thing he's going to do is get his wife and kids and get off of the island, right? And I mean, I would. No the thing existed. And the thing is, is that if he gets his wife and kids and gets off the island, and one of them is infected, it makes he's the a, whole thing.
4: That that's a possibility. But he is a military man, and he knows strategy. And he's going to send every infected person up closer to the blast radius. Well, yeah, you
0: imagine guys. that, don't you? People worry about their lives more than they worry about their their duty. All it takes is one.
3: And look, and now they're going to start asking questions, Gerald, about where did Caduceus get something that can blow up ten miles? What have you heard of that could destroy everything from ten miles? I can't think of anything on this Earth.
0: Nope, it's not on the Earth. It's a star. It's more of your stupid magic
3: shit.
4: If he is a problem, we can take care of it. Our
3: mission is to save the world. He didn't have to be a problem in the first place. Why do you have to tell him?
0: Mm. Let's just just deal with it it now. The cat's out of the bag. Let's hope that we can do this. this
3: Bomb when we left.
0: Nope, not a clue. uh,
3: I didn't. Only Shapiro did.
0: Once again, maybe that's all for the better too. Because if we get infected, we're going to want to leave, but we can't leave. We got to take it like a man.
2: So it's it's already ticking away. I didn't even get a chance to really look
3: at it. Yeah, it's it's going.
0: Seems to be some sort of a astrolabe or something that. I don't know what you apparently, call it. Apparently
3: to... it's going to um, allow a bit of some old one he said burn everything in a couple of miles
0: Or fumble hot the, the star.
3: Yeah, no, but What's... he said something about, about Cthulhu, if I recall around the star. They're not porting the star, they're porting something around the star. I don't know. So how does this make work? sense? Is to it me. is it gears? Is it uh, is it electrical?
0: It's gears. Yeah, I know you. Build. I know exactly what you're thinking already. Just stick a toothpick in there and get it to stop running. But
2: sort of. It, it, sort I'm of, kind of it.
0: afraid that that's just going to cause it to pop the gears, in which case the whole thing might go.
2: It, I was is, thinking about just throwing magic. a handful of sand in there. Yeah.
4: I believe it probably has a failsafe, and if it's stopped, it'll automatically go off.
2: Yeah. Uh, it,
4: it's nice. it's magic. It's
3: not it's. It's, I'm thinking about so reaching weird. in
0: there, and just grabbing the big red crystal, and just pulling it out.
3: Well, when you do that, let me get at least ten miles away from you, and then feel free.
0: By the way, I noticed that some of you didn't pay.
2: Well, I noticed you did.
0: Of course, I did.
2: We were going to make it, Odd. You got to. It's going to be uncomfortable. Of course we
0: might rash. make it. We might make it. The thought problem is is that your bladder, if it's full of liquid and you get injured, could seriously damage you internally. If it's empty, there's it far less chance that you're going to have internal injuries.
3: I didn't realize that you were a doctor and a mechanic. I, no, I, I heard yeah, it somewhere. surprised myself. I, I, it makes sense.
4: Well, Logic just, follows. Just one other thought to put some extra icing on this cake. Those creatures back there, they're they're not from this world.
0: What do you mean they're not from this world? No
2: way,
4: sir.
0: Obviously, they're here.
4: They're from someplace called the Dreamlands where the Queen was. And there's, at least to my knowledge, there's no gateway for them to pass back. Well,
3: uh, it turns out there is. Exactly my point. So,
4: wherever we're going, there might be a gate. To look, another
3: dimension. Look, the survey team might have stumbled across. Look, the snake people wanted to find their what? Moo? Their cow place? That's a weird name for place. Moo. But you know, whatever. Snake people are weird, you know. So they want to go find their their moo, their home in this Dreamlands place. Maybe the survey team stumbled across one of their ancient attempts and is now letting them through. And they also have had this ancient weapon of this plague that maybe was stored there too. Who knows? So maybe they stumbled across some kind of weird little snake person science place and caused hell for everybody else. So, you know, that's great.
5: You know,
0: you should have a talk with Shapiro. Maybe this shit's been going on all the time and we just went in the inner circle and now we are.
3: I don't, I don't think we're in the inner circle, sir.
4: Shapiro's a bit of a schmuck, and why the hell is he always sweating? Always. That That's something we've got to look into later after
2: we
0: can look into his sweat, see if we why are you sweating the I'm constantly... Is Shapiro
2: sitting right next to us right now? Yeah, we're talking
0: and about you. What do you think we're talking about? He talking about you. Shapiro?
4: stood there staring at this thing, ticking away until I yelled at him to, to, to speak to us. We, want he, to didn't,
3: he didn't then just go tell somebody about this mystical device that's going to blow up ten miles. But that was you. Absolutely. So and you know I'll what? Both again. of you messed up today. Let's get this fixed. Because
4: we need somebody on the military team that knows. No, how we don't.
3: This is. We did not need that. But listen, well, we, let's just go find. We- let's just go find this portal that leads to the place that your girlfriend likes so much, and let's just chuck this thing in there and forget about it.
4: Perfect. And next time we have a ticking time bomb from an extra dimension, I'll make sure not to tell the head of it. I'll, Look, I'll, I'll yes, sure. please
2: do not I'm, do that.
0: I'm not exactly sure that I feel comfortable about throwing our problem through a portal into somebody else's Oh, world. but
3: why does that matter?
0: Because Look, the, science... the things
3: that came from the other place tried, if you forgot in Odd, tried to kill you.
0: We don't why, know. Those, do we you mean if the they, bat monkeys that try to attack yeah. us? Aren't he said those from Borneo? From
3: this,
4: no. That's what I was just saying. They're from the dream world. But if Right. So let's just give them a gift in return
3: for destroying our plane. A like disease.
4: Things, it might be some sort of de- disease dimension, or disease world.
0: All right. Look, look. I'll do whatever you tell me to do, but. Uh, I don't need to hear about dream worlds and magic and all of that. I'm going to try and I mean, I've looked at this thing and I'm pretty sure I can't do anything to fix it. And I'm really afraid to fiddle with it.
4: Uh, so no, just we have a couple hours, hopefully more than less. And... We're going
0: to try to find a place where we can stick it in in a place where when it goes off, it's not going to do that much damage. All
3: right. So I think we have a solution to, to, to the one issue, but let's take care of another issue right now before we get too worried. Hey Shapiro, you know why you sweat all the time? He looks,
1: his kind of eyes narrow a little bit and he looks down at his, uh, his pawn. He's not exactly um, a thin guy. And uh, the sheepishly looks up and just says, look, just because I'm a little overweight, I I don't get on with the, the hot weather. I'd, I'd sooner just live in an ice box, and I'd be a happy man. Okay.
4: Yeah, but you're yeah, so you were sitting back see, see, at see, headquarters in the chair, not moving profusely. Ger- okay. Gerald, stop beating
3: out. around the bush. I just
4: want to know if you're when like you... part
2: demon or something.
3: What? what? Or part ice creature?
0: Demon sweat?
2: I have no idea. Is that even a thing? I, I think I, we're all getting
0: are, a little overboard because of this weird stuff that's going on.
2: Our faceless, Gerald? winged
4: gremlins. A part of your everyday hey, let me go get the newspaper and
3: Pat Gerald's faceless creature. Look look, Gerald, Shapiro's an ice monster. I'm a gremlin. Body's a a a Angels, monster. whatever the hell he is. Yeah. Let's Perfect.
0: let's not speculate on things that we have no idea. Next thing you're gonna be telling me that I'm some graphic artist living way in the future uh, just playing some game on a box in front of him. But you know, it's not true. <laughs> just let's keep going here.
3: Yeah, you're gonna what? You're gonna tell Angel that he's just a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper? Ridiculous!
0: Let's let's just deal with the situation
1: at hand. Her, does kind of matter. I wish I was two-dimensional. I'll at least lose some weight then. Yeah. Uh,
4: no, no, offense, Shapiro. I just figured I'd change the subject from the TikTok TikTok. No By the way,
0: Shapiro, you what's your first
4: name?
0: Mr. Shapiro, what's your first name? Quentin. Quentin.
4: I like that better
0: than Shapiro. I'm going to call you Quentin from now
5: on.
4: Angel, to answer that question, yes, I called him a schmuck. He's supposed to be our handler. How come we're the one taking charge of the situation? He should have the balls to tell us, holy shit, this bomb is activated. It might go off. Just throwing
2: it it out there. Because sometimes you might want to use a little tact, Gerhard. That's all I'm saying.
0: You because know, I really wasn't
2: sweating until you jumped all over him and questioned his manhood. Now you've asked him if he even has testicles. For the love of God, man. Can we crack a window? It smells like odds piss in here.
0: Ah, that's the asparagus I had for dinner last night. Um, I would like to at least spend some time with Gerhardt and the bomb. And see if we can figure out, based on the markings on the cogs and stuff, what's going to align up that's going to open the gate. Okay, you two- then we might be able to figure out how long we've got.
3: Okay, or or how about this? We go to the epicenter of this, find what the survey team was doing. We get this to the other world so we can gift it to our good old friends, the bat creatures. And then, before we do that, you can tinker around with your little box.
0: That's well, what we, I'm saying.
3: We could do both. If am we, glad don't have we enough are in time, agreement. If we don't have enough time to get there and throw it in, finding out that we don't have the time's not going to help us all that much. Agreed.
4: So, while so we're, we're driving, figure that out right now. Right. While we're driving, Odd and I will be in the back seat figuring this out. Angel and uh, Frost can interview the, the guide and find out what kind of creatures he's seen.
3: Alright, I'm going to go find the guide and this captain. Where are they?
1: Hey, uh, they are, well, you saw the captain heading over towards the main building. So he hasn't come back out yet.
3: Alright, I'm going over there. Are all of
2: our bags here in the in the truck with us? Like uh, the launch. truck
1: that we're pulling up behind you that was bringing everything back mm. from the plane. Yeah. The, everything's piled on that. So it's, it's going to be the truck rather than the, uh, the Jeep that you get up there with just because you can't fit the viral analyzer in the back of the Jeep right, too big. Right, right. Right. Um, kind heads on inside then uh, there's, there's various people here. They're not milling around, but moving around. It's me. It's an active, an active site. And it doesn't take long to find out where the captain's office is. Uh, the the door's shut, but even a quick knock, no one seems to answer.
3: All right, I'm going inside. Okay. Barging
1: yeah. in. Well, in. there, it's a normal office. There's a large desk. There's a few filing cabinets. There's a map of, uh, kind of this area of North Borneo and the uh, the mountain uh, behind. And then up on the wall is this weird tra- trophy, a bit like an animal head, but it's no animal that you've ever seen. Um, the closest thing that you could peg it to is an elephant, but the ears look almost human, but massively out of proportion. Uh, it has two very weird, pup- uh, weird pupil and iris eyes set inside this leathery skin, um, with almost flaps that come off where the cheek would, uh, where the kind uh, of the edge of the cheekbone or jaw would be and this long snout that kind sort of flops down in front, and at the end of the snout seems to be where the mouth is. So that you can see teeth in the snout, rather than just like an elephant trunk where it would just be the, the nostrils, effectively. No, The mouth is at the end of this thing. It's it's
5: weird.
3: Yeah, yeah, our little uh, nightgown friend will look just right at home on mm. this wall. Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> but so the captain isn't in here? Nope, he is not. Any of the dinner he talked about in here, of the, the dinner he talked about food oh, in here. Is there anything like no, a bagel or something?
1: There's there's nothing in here, but you can smell if you uh yeah take a good long sniff in. Something smells real good coming down the uh coming kind of wafting down the corridor.
3: Well, I'm sure that's where he is. So I'm gonna go there. Uh,
1: yep, yeah, you you do indeed follow the smell and come to the uh, come to the mess hall, where the captain is uh, stood over. Uh, well, I was going to say a boy. It's that's a, that's a bit too too young, but a very young man, uh, probably in his twenties, who uh, he's got a sort of scruffy beard and moustache. His hair's wild. His clothes clothes are somewhat dirty. Uh, the captain's kind of looking down at him, kind of pacing, and sort of, God's sake, man, just finish up eating. We've got we're on time here. We've got, there's a clock ticking, quite literally ticking outside. Um, because he sees you coming on in. Ah, oh, sorry about the delay here. It seems like our um, Aberdeen has been uh, partaking of some of the leftover steak that we had from that. Uh, um,
3: yeah, I'm gonna go and put my hand on the shoulder of this supposed guy. Hey, listen, we gotta go right now.
1: I, I, I'm just just a couple, couple more seconds. I just go. Alright, I'm before. gonna
3: take his tray and I'm gonna just slam it down across the table with an intimidate check because I'm good at that. So like, we're leaving get. right now. Give me a roll. (laughs) So, that's just a regular pass with a 60. Okay, so that's still a pass. Yeah, Yeah, I'm um, scary if that helps me at all.
1: True, there is that. Oh, that gives you a bonus star, I believe, on intimidate roll. Yeah, bonus star on intimidate roll.
5: Yep,
3: yep, 60.
1: Okay. Yeah, in which case the poor guy just his eyes go wide. Um, it's actually quite nice looking remains of a steak uh, go uh, go go fall into the floor. Smells wonderful. Um, there's a general quiet descends on the mess hall where there's say other uh, soldiers around here. But he looks up at you and just nods and says, "Okay, we go now." Thank you. Uh, he gets up remarkably quick and is uh, eager for you to show him the way.
3: Yep, I'll bring him back outside. Okay. Yep. And so this uh,
1: guy in his mid of mid to early twenties, perhaps, comes uh, comes out quite quickly and tries to put a fair degree of distance between him and Connor as he heads over to the truck. And says, "Ah, you you the you the team that's heading up um, heading up the mountain? Yes. Good, good. Yes, I I'll show you the way. No no problem. Very very easy from here. Pretty much straight up up there." Um, when he points, um, he's pointing towards the gates of the compound where you can see that there are, first there are guards we'll see, on the on the edge of what seems to be the perimeter of the quarantine zone. And following the road which goes up the hill and starts to head into the um, up the mountain and starts heading into the forest there, um, you can see movement. Look, there is someone staggering down the road towards the perimeter.
3: All right, I'm gonna go over there. I
2: get the truck ready. Hey, hold up there, Connor. Let's see how they uh let's see how they treat people who are staggering down. They
4: might be infected. We should put on our Let's see equipment. if
2: they take him down or how they let's see how their guards react.
1: Okay, so everyone's just watching at this point, yeah?
3: I'm still walking over there. I wanna get okay. closer. These guard, guards don't shoot somebody who's infected, I'm gonna do it for mm-hmm.
1: them. Yeah, um, they do act with somewhat extreme prejudice. Um, Gerhardt probably catches at least bits of the conversation, or bits of the. Uh, it's a female coming down the um, down the road. She's dressed in threadbare, uh, soiled a soiled dress by the look of it. Um, extreme re- extreme distance though, you can't see much more than that, but you can hear that she's crying desperately um, in Malay so yeah I get picks up a couple of words it sounds like she's begging or calling for help there's some mention of her uh, some mention of a family or daughter Um, but yeah Connor as you get towards the uh, get towards the gates there is a if you're not interfering there is a cold dispassionate response where they raise their uh, raise their weapons and then shout in English rather than Malay don't come any closer or we'll open fire. Three seconds later, they open up. Uh, There's a hail of gunfire and she goes down uh, straight on the ground. As she hits the deck, there is what seems to be almost an explosion or a puff that ruptures from both her armpits and from between her legs. And this cloud of almost yellow dust or smoke just starts to billow into the air and then it disperses on the wind.
3: So I take it that's uh, the disease.
1: Uh, Shapiro looks, um, but he looks intently and it's one of the ways it can manifest. Oh, I've heard there is supposed to be a, uh, maybe like a seed or... Um, like a viewboy that erupts in like a sea pod under the, um, under the arms, a bit like the uh, the black death, but with more, uh, more of a distribution mechanism to infect others. But that's not the only form I've heard this thing takes. This, this can do
3: nasty things to to people. Was this body going to present a problem?
1: Uh, only if we go up and touch it. I mean, the, the spores will only generally um, affect anyone in a short range. So we're, we're probably fine down here. It, it They don't have much of a shelf life, if you you get what I mean.
4: No hard feelings, Shapiro, but I think we all need to gear up at this point.
2: Yeah, he he nods. Hey, Gerhard. Yeah. Were you able to pick up any of the words she was saying as she came to the... uh...
4: Something about her daughter, I believe. Help? Family, I think it was. I have a rudimentary handle on this. I'll need another couple hours before I can better understand
3: the language look we're going to pass a lot of people and they're all not going to be in good shape so you need to keep in mind that we have other priorities i just we can't go stopping and trying to help all these people they're dead the anyway. only way
4: we're going to help anybody is to get ourselves and this device where it needs to be and yeah, not what's... just not just any hole in the ground we need the right hole
0: Look, any source of information is important. We can't just walk in and pretend like we're going to ignore everything around us just to get to some point that we imagine is there. There are clues all along the way as to a way to solve this problem, and we need to pay attention to everything that we see, I, including Mr. Sweaty Shapiro.
4: Speaking of which, and I point to the... Is he... Um... A local? Or is he a military guy? The uh, 20-something-year-old?
1: Uh, um, he definitely does not uh, does not wear any military uniform. He looks like a local. Okay. Um,
0: What's his name? Abedin. Abedin.
4: Abedin. My friend.
1: Uh-huh.
4: I gave him a cigarette.
1: Oh, I... I, I work in the uh up in the tobacco plants up in the uh, up in the mountain thank thank you for the offer but uh, too much like the day job passes, passes. I,
4: I heard you have
3: stories please enlighten me stories? I mean, can, can, oh. can, can can he enlighten you while we're moving please
0: yeah we're um, moving
3: yeah i
1: mean I, I can i can talk as we as we drive um by this point you're you're giving the keys to the truck and saying that you can head on off up that way the guards all over. Uh, Open the gates, but then they're shutting right behind you.
4: Uh,
1: do we have a driver? So yeah, he, that, that's okay. Abaddon.
0: Yes, yeah, so you sit up front with Abaddon, and you talk about night guns and silly shit like that. But yeah. we're gonna sit in the back. Yeah, and I need uh, to be in the
4: back with you to look at the device.
0: And uh, yeah, take uh, take assessment of every waking moment that we have because we might have about twenty more minutes, and I don't know. Ba boom. Uh,
1: do you want to give me, while you're looking at that thing, then do you want to give me either mechanical repair, int, or astronomy?
4: Uh, do astronomy
1: or int? With,
0: uh, Wait, you're in the back. I mean, you're up in the front, right? No, no,
4: I, I wanted to, that's what I was asking. Is there like one of those little windows? Yeah, there's, there's a hatch. And I pat Angel, and I get in the back and say, hey, interrogate this guy. Find out the true story. 17. That would be a hard on... No, it's not. It's uh, I'll spend a couple of look to make it a hard on astronomy.
0: He's got a hard okay, on for is... astronomy.
3: <laughs> for oh, God. God. okay, well before while I'm getting in the front, I'm gonna sit in the front to keep an eye on both the driver. Make sure, cause you know, I don't want him doing anything weird. Um, maybe you guys should try having Angel take a look sense of this box. Maybe he could glean a way to deal with it.
0: Yeah, he'll. Probably drop a, a grenade into it, and <laughs> for all we know, that might fix the problem. Um, I got a 33 out of uh, 65 on uh, uh, mechanical.
4: Okay, a hard on astronomy.
0: I could I could spend one point to make it a hard.
1: Yeah, if you want to, Something I'll do, do that. that. Which is between the two of you. This probably takes about five or ten minutes, uh, literally bumping along in the back of the van as it, or back of the truck as it's going up this essentially dirt track going up the mountain. But you're fairly sure that this thing is running longer than it should be. Yeah. Um, as mentioned before, gears are sticking at points. This thing isn't moving smoothly as it's as it's turning. The timer, the maximum you think it can be set for is 10 hours, because that seems to be the 10 is the regularly recurring theme on all these dials. But this thing is moving significantly slow.
0: Yeah, it's at skipping here.
1: At best, you've got uh, probably the whole 10 hours. Oh, no, at worst, probably, you've got the whole 10 hours. At best, you might have up to 20. So somewhere mm. between half a day and a day is when this thing is going to go off. I'm sorry, what was the minimum that we
4: think? 10. 10, okay. Ten hours. Just want to make sure I heard right.
0: Still, we got less than a day, I think.
4: So let's say eight hours to play it safe.
0: And is so there any true. way we can prevent it from ticking?
1: Given the internal damage, you think if you try and tamper with it, you are more than likely going to set this thing up just by jamming it?
0: Yeah, the gears would suddenly pop off and go every which way, and boom. Yeah, no way to return. It looks like you said there's a big central ruby, uh, which obviously must have something to do with a power source. There's no way to remove that, without
1: not without you trying to get your hand in there is going to effectively jam the mechanism in the process, and then.
0: What I would give for my micro of uh, my micro instruments! If I didn't bring them with me because you know what? Why would I need them in
4: Borneo? Uh, our, our day just got even brighter. We got a few more hours than we thought. We could do this.
0: Well, yeah. If this thing goes off, it's going to get brighter still.
4: I mean, we could. Just brighter.
0: remember, if you're someplace and you see a sudden flash of light, lay down on the ground, open your mouth wide, and uh, don't plug your ears.
4: There's. Absolutely nothing we will be able to do. We won't even know this thing went off, I don't think.
0: I'm kind of joking. Yeah, you could pee. That might help. Right,
1: uh, I think we'll front- just do that. Yeah. <laughs> who is up front with that? I, I'm up front. Okay. Uh, is, Angel as well, or is it just Connor?
2: It's just is, Connor. Is bed.
4: there like a little, one of those little windows that leaves? Yeah. Okay.
2: I want to open happen. that
4: so I could hear... I'm talking of I I in my head I think I need to know what creatures he's seen
1: <laughs> right when, when he starts uh, going about the stories that he's uh, that he apparently tells uh, you get the impression that it's more mundane tall tales that captain Lancaster was referring to rather than anything weird or supernatural um, he likes to brag that yeah, the, the military help, uh, call upon his help all the time because he's got such a wide, extended family. He's got, he knows someone, a relative that's in every town and village all the way from between here to the coast. That um, he's worked with pretty much every employer up here. He, he knows, uh, pretty much an expert when it comes to tobacco um, harvesting and so on. Uh, he just goes on and on and on, picking up his ego um, as, he's, uh, as he's driving along. Uh, there's nothing at all, say, mythos or supernatural that he claims. It's just that, yeah, he is the best man for the job, that he's, he's going places, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and he, he loves this place. Uh, you can me a spot hidden, though, as you are uh, driving along up
3: the track. Uh, I'm going to spend... That's uh, a 60. so I'm going to spend 7 luck to make that a success. Okay.
1: Uh, maybe after... Probably ten or fifteen minutes of putting up with this constant uh, bravado. Admittedly, like light, somewhat light-hearted and always with a smile. He's not a uh, he's not and not arrogant by any means. Um, you're glancing out of the window, thinking, when is he gonna shut up? Uh, when you notice that as you're going up the mountain, um, the trees and foliage start getting a bit denser. There's plenty of wildlife here. It's very colourful, but something's happened a little way ahead of you where it looks like a couple of trees have fallen down uh, one either side of the road and you, you swear this is almost like something cut across the road something big passed through here and you can see what look to be footprints in the road
3: hey stop for a second
1: uh okay i thought we were uh, in a hurry But he he kind of looks at you, realize, remembers the slamming plate, and then just stops abruptly. But yes, if you if you want me to stop, sir, I'll I'll stop.
3: Yep, I'm gonna. Yeah, we might have another problem. I'm gonna get out of the.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah.
4: Right up there.
3: There's um. Just gonna go check something out real fast. Give me like two minutes. I'm gonna get out and look at get a closer look
1: okay Uh, you can give me either track or spot Uh,
3: we'll do track because that is better Mm -hmm. Uh, 83 i'm going to spend oh geez what's this um why is math difficult 17 luck (laughs) i'm going to pass this
1: okay Right, yeah, you have a look around here. Uh, definitely these are footprints in the, uh, in the dirt and the mud. Something came through here, picked up a tree, or in fact, as you look either side up the, uh, the way, looking back from where this thing came and then to where it's going, um, picked up a tree that was in its way, uprooted it, threw it back down on the ground again, continued walking across the road, picked up another tree, ripped that out of the way and tossed it aside and then carried on through um through the trees off into the distance
5: yeah how's
1: it
3: prints like
1: about three foot long
3: oh um there are, is there just a, like just a path of just discarded trees discarded trees
1: yeah uh, bizarrely each tree looks like it was grabbed in multiple places um, there are almost like two sets of claw marks on each tree. Okay. So it, it doesn't look as if I picked it up with one hand. It's definitely grabbed with two hands, picked, uprooted, and then just thrown it aside, and then just continued on into the forest, heading roughly up the hill, but at an angle, not following the road or the dirt track, rather, that you're on.
3: Lovely. I'm going to get back inside the truck.
1: Yeah, this, this thing was um, big.
3: Yeah, no, keep driving. Mm-hmm. You're good. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah I'll, I'll drive immediately. Uh, the uh, the truck lurches forward and continues ongoing. One sec, I've got a
2: message. Hey, you got again too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: a, li- a little bit too quick to What mm-hmm.
4: well, uh? What's going on up there?
3: Oh, you know, it's I kind of look at nothing, nothing to be worried about. Oh.
0: <laughs> you know, it's uh. Do
3: you have any um? I'm gonna kind of search around for like a notebook and a pen, or anything to just jot down a
1: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Thank you. And I'm just going to write down giant monster, three-foot diameter prints, tearing up trees. Yeah, I'll just write a description of my findings and just pass it back. And then say, don't don't freak out. Don't want to panic our friend here.
4: No, we can't stop for lunch.
0: <laughs> She's I'm, nowhere I'm- in a. Now we're in a in a in a black and white film. Giant monkeys. I don't know.
1: Um, Abedin um, does it uh, does at that point, as you mentioned about lunch. You do hear him kind of mutter, oh, "I was really enjoying my steak."
3: I'm really enjoying you driving, so. Oh, but I, yes, I'm a good I'm a good driver. Yes, I'm yeah. continue
5: driving. Mm-hmm. No problem.
0: <laughs> you know, it's really a beautiful mechanism here. Wonder how old this is. Can you date it at all, Kerhut? based on uh, the workmanship?
4: I mean, I have a little appraise and I also have archaeology. Uh, you it's, can roll either. It's, nah, 79, that's way mm-hmm. too much to spend on.
0: Well, if I was going to guess, it's got to be something old, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, it's yeah. a reproduction.
1: Even with a even with a failure, Gerhard, it doesn't give you a like an exact indication, but at least you can tell whether it's old or new. Um, Given the way this thing has been manufactured, you would actually think this is this is within a handful of years rather than ancient.
0: Even though it's jewel encrusted and it's got all of this ancient Persian written all over it, very interesting.
4: I'm gonna say Caduceus had this manufactured. This isn't.
0: Oh, you think maybe. Hey, maybe Mr., maybe Dr., uh, what the hell's his name, Dr. Gonzalez knows something about it.
2: You know, it worked on the temple, and I guess I could lay hands on this.
0: Well, I, you know, I was thinking, but before you waste your, your energy, what do you think it might show you? It might just show you somebody making it. It might not show you any information that we could use, and it kind of tires you out, doesn't it? Uh,
4: yeah. Angel, yeah. I. I. He did. Uh, Shapiro with us, or he's not with us?
1: Yeah, he's he's in the back of the um, back of the truck.
4: Shapiro, did you say something about an old one? The gate with an old one.
1: Yeah, he nods. Yeah, the cathuga, they call it.
4: Angel, don't I? My professional opinion, I would not try to do what you want to do with this. I could be wrong, but if I'm right, you don't want to see what. I, but I, my but, vote is no. Well,
0: uh, Angel, when you told me how it sort of works, you really look and see the people that have touched this thing before, right? Or see owner. You see the owner.
2: I, I, see, the I, owner. I see, yeah kind of the owner. Yeah. A little bit of history on it.
0: I doubt Sirius some Fire God from uh, Fumult is actually the manufacturer. It's probably Shapiro or one of his um, uh, one of the doctors or scientists or something. But.
2: You know, even that would let us know more than uh, let us know if he's holding back on us.
0: I guess so. Yeah, maybe.
1: Completely up to you if you want if you want
0: to touch it. If you start freaking out though, I'm going to push you. Yeah,
2: that's fine. At that point, it'll be too late. Oh shit! That is a three with the cheapest cost that it's been so far, <laughs> at only a five cost. Nice. Nice,
5: yeah.
1: So
2: that, that's a three on eighty. Oh, excuse me, a three on ninety-three. Right. In which case, yeah, you do get
1: quite a uh, quite a clear vision then. So we won't worry too much about the time that it takes you to do this, because that's uh, you've got plenty of time in the back of the van. That's not an issue. I'm just going to get you a screenshot then of the uh, the face of the person that you see when you try and concentrate on this. Uh, you get an impression that this is definitely in a lab, in a laboratory environment. This is a very, you know, very scientific process that this thing goes through when it's made. A lot of precision. It's very delicate, very, very potent as well. Hopefully enough when you uh, have the description of what this thing does. Um, but the face of the person that you see that's most involved in this not so much the actual physical construction of it, but overseeing everything, and probably the most invested person in it, looks a little like this. Hmm.
0: Well, he's not freaking out, so I don't think he's looking at some god.
2: No. No, it's... it's, um... Now, do I recognize this face from anything that I saw while walking through do. Yeah, through Caduceus.
1: Doesn't look as though he's someone that you've seen yet. Okay. Um, certainly no one that was just milling around the um, Caduceus headquarters that you saw. All right. But yeah, you'd you definitely recognize them again, having got that having got that precise role. Okay. And yeah, the, the key thing there is his eyes, very focused, very piercing, almost like, like a laser intensity. But yeah, he he was there when this thing was being
0: built. So what can you tell us?
2: Well, it was made in a lab. It wasn't, it was made in someone's laboratory. It's very precise. Uh, The precision on it's insane. And I saw a face. He's an older man, full white beard, eyes that cut through you. They look past you, look into you. Uh, hmm. searing focused eyes
1: give me a luck roll
0: sounds like somebody i'd like to hang out with
1: oh two. um in which case uh shapiro quentin uh looks over at you as you give that quite accurate description and he says that's joshua Meadham, the head of the head of caduceus
2: the one who has the inner circle. Yeah, he just
0: nods. No. So made' is more involved in this than just running the place.
4: Sorry for my uh, caution. I just didn't want you to look into a burning sun.
2: No, it's fine. I appreciate you caring a bit. That's uh, that's refreshing. So thank you, any time.
0: We make it sound like I don't care. I do care.
1: <laughs> right, well as the, uh, the truck continues on up the trail, um, Aberdeen slowly gets a bit more um, relaxed next to the person that really uh, scared the proverbial out of him early, earlier. And you come to what seems to be a fork in the road. You've got one that goes left and a road that goes right. Um, Aberdeen stops. Well, it doesn't stop the truck, but he comes to, comes to a halt with the engine still ticking over, and says, uh, "Off to the uh, the left up there, uh, that will take you up to the um, the surveyors' digs, um, the surveyors' camp." site. Uh, off to the right is one of the uh, one of the plantations that uh, tobacco farms. Uh, actually worked on uh, their way back in the day. Yeah, There's a nice fellow, a little bank called of Yeah, cuisine. that's
3: nice. Let's go left.
1: Okay, right. We'll, we'll go left okay. and turns the wheel and then see, heads in that direction. Uh, d- continues driving up the trail for a little while. It's probably about another, say, ten minutes up the road, and you can s- um, you can hear the sound off in the distance before you see it. But there is definitely commotion round the bend in the road that you can hear drifting through the forest.
4: Hmm. We we definitely need to be geared up, and if there are infected, they might try and take this truck to escape. Just.
3: As we're approaching, I'm going to don my uh, little fire spitter. I have Aberdeen,
1: wrap, wraps around your own
0: Aberdeen, quick question. Um, yeah do you you know what a mom it is?, uh, it's like a monkey, isn't it? No, 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 it's like well, that's a mama set. Uh, it's a little rodent uh, climbs up into your engine and eats the wiring.
5: Uh, oh, okay. bad
0: thing. Do you have anything like that here?
1: No, no, no rodents of kind of unusual size like that. No, no. No, normal, we yeah.
0: we have those in the U.S. Gotta hate those oh. fucking little things. All right, cool. So as long as you don't have them, then we're cool.
1: No, I don't. rat-eating cabling. That that sounds that sounds crazy.
0: More like a hamster.
1: Hamster eating? I uh, nah, I've never 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 seen anything <laughs> like that out here in the forest. They bark at you. Bark. Yeah, you have some you have some crazy animals back in uh, back in the US, Mister. Um, you got some crazy animals here
0: too. Sorry, coming, I got some dust from the car in my throat.
5: Uh, He's infected. To get
1: him! <laughs> Quick, take it off about there. It will solve the problem.
0: I'll just um, stick my finger in this machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boom! Wait to end the session. Uh, you get around the corner and see that there is a a large clearing where a camp has been set up. Um, It's temporary structures rather than tents, so there are huts that you can see form a roughly uh, horseshoe shape um, with the opening towards you and then a chain link fence that goes around the perimeter before you get to the tree line. Um, At the main gates, there are there is a guard hut there as well uh, you can see there's about 10 maybe 12 um, local people stood um, a couple of them have got sticks other ones look as if they've got pitchforks um, they're yelling and they're they seem to be protesting um, in a not really organized group um, yelling through the um, through the fence towards uh, a few people that you can see standing a fair way back from the uh, from the fence. Um, they all seem to be, hud- not huddled around, but they all seem to be ser- uh, centred around one guy who's dressed in a uh, cream suit, Panama hat, and wearing uh, some what look to be dirty sunglasses. Uh, Gerhardt can pick out from the Malay that they are seemingly protesting to say, we-, we want you out of here, go! Uh, you, in, you intruders have angered the spirit of the mountain. They've given, uh, they've taken away our crops. They've given us this harvest that has that has turned bad. Um, it's all your fault. You shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be blasting. You shouldn't be taking this, uh, the stuff out of the body of the uh, the body of the earth spirit. And on and on in that sim- uh, in that kind of manner. Uh, they definitely seem to be um, enthusiastically shouting, but you can see that yes, yeah, some of them don't. Look exactly healthy. Uh, there's some that are sweaty. There's some that are pale. Uh, some are coughing.
0: Gear up, folks.
3: Yeah, they. Uh... Right, so once I, once I'm geared up,
5: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I'm gonna kind of walk. Start. Are they like? Are they blocking the road for the truck? Yeah, they are. Okay. So I'm going to kind of shoot my pistol off in the air to get everybody's attention. Jesus
1: Christ. Uh, Yeah, that will certainly get attention. So the the mob turns and looks to you. Uh, They're just silent looking looking
3: at you. Gerald, tell them to get out of here.
4: I'm going to... Or at least
3: get... They can protest all they want. I just want them off out of the road, this truck's gotta go.
4: I get out the back and I come around the front with my pistol visible but not taken out. And I'm gonna do my best. I'll, I'll say it in English and Malay. I'll be like, we're here to help. We possibly have the cure or not the cure, but we, kn- we need the information to make the cure. We're here to make a cure, but we need information.
1: Okay. Um- there's definitely a look of surprise amongst the uh, amongst the mob, and also from the from the guards on the other side of the fence. <laughs> um, they look amongst themselves, but one guy comes forward. Uh, mm. He's sweating. He is. There's a definite yellow tinge in his skin.
4: I put my hand out for him to you know keep his distance.
1: <laughs> yeah, he only made just about two or three steps forward. there. Okay. But he replies in uh, replies in Malay. This this is no this is no disease. This is not something that needs curing. This is the this is the spirit of the mountain exacting its vengeance upon us.
5: We I need know. we need
1: these people to go. Then we will return. To the, we will be normal and healthy again. Uh, he starts coughing. What, what's,
4: <laughs> what's the spirit's name? The mountain, Kinabalu. The god is angry but the disease he gives does have a cure we are here to figure out tell
3: them them that we're here to get rid of the survey team we've been told to extract them anyway just tell them we're here to take these people away they'll be happy with that
1: where where is the survey team Uh, they, they point towards the fence they all this is theirs they hide in there
0: we're here to take them away.
1: All right, there's, there's some very contented looks, and hopefully
0: them. to help help the problem that's that's going on here.
1: Yeah, uh, there... in which case you're you're pushing a whole load of their buttons uh, in a good way. Where because does there, the,
4: not the god of the mountain live?
1: The mountain.
5: I know, <laughs> the... <laughs> 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 they, they gesture
1: than... that. The mountain is, the is the, the spirit is the mountain. The mountain is the spirit. They are one and the same.
4: And where's the ancient holy ground there? Can you point me to that area?
1: They look a little bit confused and then just point at their feet. The, the whole mountain is sacred.
3: Are, are you getting all that information that you so desperately wanted to get from people, Gerald?
0: Look, folks, uh, you'll have to relay this to them. Yeah. Look, folks, Uh we need to, to do our job, and you're not helping by raising a ruckus. Please go back to your homes, calm down, and we will take care of this problem. We promise that it'll be all taken care of within a day or two.
4: I, I relay that, and I also relay whatever village helps us the best, will get the, the cure
1: first. Wow.
0: You're going to blackmail them, huh? <laughs>
1: there's there's some rumbling or murmuring amongst the group oh, and what the hell? Then they they slowly start to disperse they actually come uh, they take a wide berth around the truck and start heading back down the road with the last one back the one that took the step towards you initially saying we'll be at the uh, there's a shanty town or shant- a camp that set itself up on cuisine's tobacco farm or tobacco plantation I will be there. Please.
4: And I look at him sincerely and and in his own language I say I will do my absolute all I can to help you.
1: He nods, tries to smile but just nods and then turns and starts staggering back with the others.
0: And I sort of whisper in Gerhardt's ear I say at least they won't know when it hits them.
4: Uh, I, I honestly do want to help them. I oh, roll
2: um, down the window of the truck and I say
3: how did it go? <laughs> good? Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they got out of our way without needing to kill anybody. So I rolled out the window already. I have no clue what you said.
0: <laughs> Connor. you gotta work on your bedside manner. <laughs>
5: um, I jump you know, back in.
3: If it wasn't for my bedside manner, we'd still be waiting for this bloke to finish the steak.
1: Aberdeen is just still kind of hand on hands on the wheel, still looking a little bit terrified by by Connor. But the um, the two guards that are on the uh, on the fence, they open up the um, so open up the main entrance and kind of wave the gesture to come on through. All right. Um, I presume then Connor's going in on foot while the uh, while the truck rolls on past. Yep. Okay, yeah. One of the um, one of the guards. He's um, again. He's a, he looks a little bit kind of dead on his feet. Uh, he kind of uh, looks at you as you're coming through with uh, kind of half a smile, and uh, gestures back down the truck and says uh, down the road and says, "Hey, I thought those guys would never go." But, so uh,
3: well, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of an nudge.
1: Uh, yeah, well, they they need a bit more than a. At that point, you see that he goes kind of, um, and then just this huge stream of vomit comes out of his mouth. Um, do you want to give me a um, dodge roll?
3: Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, um. 63 against the 29. Oh.
0: Gonna get it all back,
3: (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, Tom, that's very true. (laughs) Better, better spent than dead, I guess. Um, gosh, that's what 34. Yeah, I'll spend 34. I don't want to die,
1: (laughs) okay. Uh, you with, with lightning reflexes are able to dive out of the way in time so you don't get splattered with any of this But you can also give me a sand check Because when you look uh, when you look down at the puddle on the floor uh, See that the, uh, the guy just falls to his knees and then falls face first straight into this uh, pile of vomit um, That ain't vomit uh, You are fairly sure you can see bits of intestine um, that you can see bits of uh, maybe what even looks like the, uh, the edge of a heart. Um, it's almost as though his internal organs have liquefied and that they have then just burst through out through his mouth. So that is definitely a sand check.
3: Yep, so I got a 15 on the sand check, so I passed.
1: Okay, remarkably, you're not too phased by this.
3: <laughs> and I'm going to look at the other guard. How is he? Uh... Uh,
1: he is also moving the hell away. And just there is a wide-eyed terror. So
3: I'm going to take my good old little flamer and I'm going to torch him.
5: Hmm. I,
1: the, you you flame the body.
3: Yeah, that's not great. The uh
1: the the, other, the guard, at which point, kind of cycles on round towards you and says, "I think you would have preferred that rather than being put in the hole with the others."
3: Yeah, my god.
2: There are others.
3: Yeah, who are um, these? Um, he died out of nowhere.
1: We've had about uh, fifteen in the in the team die over the last few days. We've uh, we've buried them out back behind the um, behind the huts. He points towards the um, the rest of the huts. But we've got no medical personnel left now. They. They took in the first sick, and they were they followed down very shortly after them. But we've been pretty much on grave digging duty or manning the fence against the uh, against the locals.
3: Yeah, look, you gotta not let them get so close.
1: It's either that or start shooting, and none of us want that. Uh,
3: okay, we we have something that might be able to see if anybody else is harboring any uh any disease. We should probably take care of that as soon as possible. So let me come introduce you to a man called Shapiro. Name Shapiro. He should be able to get you situated, get, get some tests going.
1: Um, no worries. Yeah. Right. At uh, which point, so the uh, the truck stops. Uh, Abedin still remains behind the wheel, hands firmly gripping the uh, the wheel tight. It says, uh, hey, uh, we're here. Here, gents. Uh,
4: Presume we want to get out now. Yeah, make sure I'm geared up—gloves, the, the beekeeper thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, all geared up.
1: Right. In which case, then, as you uh, emerge out of the truck, there's the guy in the Panama uh, Panama hat and the linen suit comes over to uh, comes over towards you with a uh, kind of nice big grin. Uh, but extends a hand. So to whoever nope. <laughs> uh, He, he kind of looks at his hand and then shrugs, puts it down again. Okay, we'll get from he's out of the way then. Uh, I'm Richard Clements. I'm the head of the uh, the survey team around here. I take it you're the uh, you're the team that's going to be getting us out of here then, yeah? Going to try to. Ah, oh, there's there's no try. There there is only do. So yeah, you, you will be uh you will be getting us out of here. I'm sure of it. He, he smiles and, and nods. So when when do we
0: leave? Um, well let's uh, let's see if we can do something to help these poor people first uh, and then we'll go.
1: What what poor people? I don't see any poor people around here.
3: Well, I wanna walk up as soon. We need to figure out a couple of things. We need to test you and your men to make sure that none of you are infected because we don't want to bring any infected out beyond the quarantine zone. I have to straighten up a couple things here. We should hopefully be leaving in the next day or so.
1: Day? I think we, we could probably do that or back, back down near Rano, surely. I think most of us here are fairly in fairly good spirits and fairly good health. Yeah, Let's just like that
3: guard.
0: We'll be the judge of that.
3: Okay. Just
0: hold your horses.
3: Are you part of the of the survey team?
1: I'm the head of the team. And what's your name? Hey, Richard, Richard Clements.
0: Well, give us a list of all of the people, ones you think are uh, are healthy, and uh, we'll we'll get to it. The Sooner we can do that, the sooner we can get out of here.
1: Okay, I'll have one of my uh, one of my men bring up uh, bring up the list. We've been uh, we've had a, a bit of a shortage on medical personnel around here, but we've still got some basic admin staff and uh, decorum that we're keeping. We'll uh, we'll get you that as soon as.
0: All right. Uh gents, I think our first priority is to see if we can figure out how to identify this disease and who's got it.
4: Well, that's what the machine is, right? Yep.
3: I mean that that sounds like somebody who read that um mammoth of a manual's job. I'm gonna go try to find the entrance to whatever they've been digging. should
4: right, um, Shapiro run
0: that machine? No, I'm I'm gonna run the machine
1: yeah um quentin says I, I can do it if you want to because uh, remember we've still got the problem the inner night might be around here someone's got to we can't juggle everything right so I'm, I'm quite happy to stay here and mon- uh, run the mundane tests and find out what's uh, find out what's going on with the yellow death. all right um, and you remember you've got our um, box to stash somewhere
0: right, right. So,
1: he says, I'll, "I'll take care of the analyzer. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Just yeah, you you take care of what you've got to do."
0: Okay. Um,
1: outside, as uh, comma said, he's looking around to see what's uh, see if there's an entrance to anywhere they've been digging. Uh, you can give me a spot hidden roll.
3: A twelve is an extreme success. Ooh. Okay. Uh,
1: there's nowhere immediately here that they've been digging. This purely seems to be a base camp where they, were, they, where they set up shop and then they'd be sending out people to the various different parts of the region to perform surveys in the, in the wider area. But as you're doing a circuit around the, uh, around the camp, seeing the, well, the chain link fence that they've got set up here and the occasional guard that wanders, uh, wanders past, you do come to the row of ten graves that's at the back of the uh, the back of huts. Uh, each one has a crude cross or wooden cross that's being put at the head of them. But with your very keen eyes, there is something wrong about each of the ten graves. Each one, because you reckon they wouldn't have probably put them in too deep. They'd be a f- several feet down. There should be a little mound where the ground rises in each case. Instead, there is subsidence, so that there is actually a dip in the ground in each case. And a couple of them, you can even see the cross has tilted off to one side, as if there has been a disturbance below ground in the graves. And on that note, we will leave it there for tonight. Excellent.
0: Our players included John Byron, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melnichok, uh, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Ridley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure to the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.